The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke chapter 4. Then he began to say to them, Today this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. And all spoke well of him and were amazed at the gracious words that came from his mouth. And then they said, Is this not Joseph's son? And he said to them, Doubtless you will quote to me this proverb, Doctor, cure yourself, and you will say, Do hear also in your hometown the things that we have heard you did at Capernaum. And he said, Truly I tell you, no prophet is accepted in the prophet's hometown. But the truth is, there were many widows in Israel in the time of Elijah, when the heaven was shut up for three years and six months, and there was a severe famine over all the land. Yet Elijah was sent to none of them except to a widow at Zarephath in Sidon. And there were also many lepers in Israel at the time of the prophet Elisha. And none of them were cleansed except Naaman the Syrian. And when they heard this in the synagogue, all were filled with rage. They got up and drove him out of town and led him to the brow of the hill on which their town was built so that they might hurl him off the cliff. And he passed through the midst of them and went on his way. The Gospel of the Lord. You may be seated. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, be with us as we grow in our faith. Help us to hear your voice and to know what you are proclaiming to us. Release to the captives. Amen. So, this is part two of what started last week. Last week, Jesus proclaimed the acceptable year, and it was not, as we will find out, acceptable to the hometown people. Jesus proclaims that that freedom for all, he will not experience that freedom. He shows us unconditional love, but he will be hated. He talks about God's love beyond Israel, and because he does that, Israel will reject him. And the thinking behind that is, If we can't have it all for ourselves, we don't want anyone else to have what Jesus is offering. We know that from last week's text and this week's text that God's Spirit is on Jesus. He has been anointed. He is the anointed one. He's proclaiming good news to the poor. He's proclaiming release and recovery He's proclaiming that that is taking place in their hearing. And so the people respond by saying, Is not this Joseph's son? And it's understood with verse 23 that what Jesus has done in Capernaum, because Jesus is Joseph's son, he should do the same thing in Nazareth. He's the hometown boy. And as a hometown boy, a 
according to his culture, there are obligations to the town. You give preference to one's family and to one's village. And Jesus says, no. He says, you will say, doctor, cure yourself. Meaning, that promise of release to your own people first, not to Capernaum. But Jesus doesn't let it stand there. He says the prophet is not going to be blessed in his hometown because the prophet's loyalty is greater than the town. His ministry is not on the in-group, his village, but on those who are excluded, the poor, the downtrodden. And the people who cannot accept what the prophet is saying find the prophet unacceptable. And it was summed up with this quote, and I should have written down the author and I didn't. Anger and violence are the last defense of those who are made to face the truth of their own position when they have long defended and held on to. Read it again. Anger and violence are the last defense of of those who are made to face the truth of their own position, which they have long defended and held on to. Jesus is charging them with a new vision, and they cannot let go of their old. And so anger and violence is the response. And where does that come from? It comes from the fact that the stories that are listed tell us that we cannot tell God what God should do. God is not there for our bidding. God won't do a miracle here just because we want God to. God will love and bless whomever God wants to love and bless. God chooses to feed a widow of Zarephath, which is not part of the Israel nation, and that's what God will do. If God decides to heal Naaman, the Syrian, not part of the Israel nation, that's what God will do. And if God adds a blessing to someone who is a sinner or to an atheist, that's what God will do comes back to the fact we would rather have God under our rule than place ourselves under God's rule. We tend to limit what we think God wants to do. So, the city of Nazareth. Nazareth probably needed Jesus to come and preach there. 
The city needed reinforcement in their faith. Jesus knew the troubles that Nazareth had to face. Heathens were all around them. The Phoenicians lived to the west and north. Samaritans lived to the south. The Greeks lived to the west. They were far away from Jerusalem. They were surrounded by pagan lifestyle. So it was hard to be a Jew in Nazareth. In fact, the text was read a little while ago, and Nathaniel said to Philip, Can anything good come from Nazareth? But Jesus came back. The people marveled at his gracious words. God's given grace to the outsiders. They could not accept that teaching. And so they reacted in rage. Do we want God's grace in our life? Yes, we do. Do we want God's grace given to someone else? Someone outside the church doors? Outside of our faith? Outside of the boundaries of what we mark as acceptable? We are called children of God. And as children of God, there are no enemies. And if there are no more enemies then there is not a boundary that says we can or cannot go to that person. So we're faced with two choices. Like the people of Nazareth, we drive Jesus out of our midst. Or number two, we realize what our sin is and know that we need grace and forgiveness. Grace and forgiveness come when we stand before the cross. Our grace comes when we realize that our sin is great. Our grace comes when Christ is crucified and he restores us and all people. And we know it. And we do it. Every Sunday we come to worship. What do we hear? We hear the confession and forgiveness. We hear words either about holy baptism or we even see a baptism. We come and we taste and eat Holy Communion. Those are the things that bring us into a freedom of Jesus Christ. Jesus reminded the people of Nazareth that their original purpose 
and their original relationship with God was to share the blessing of a new life with those who are living in darkness, to share the good news for those who are oppressed in captivity, in violence, in fear. And as God's servants, we have a special calling to share God's grace and mercy and love and justice. We, the children of God, are called to give water to the thirsty, food to the hungry, welcome to the stranger, shelter to the homeless, clothing to the naked. Because we have been blessed first and most of all. So how do we do this? How do we keep a faithful response? We keep our eyes on Jesus. We keep our eyes on him who was nailed to the cross. We keep our eyes first and always and all our judgments with our eyes on Jesus. Jesus is called a prophet by some. All the people realized he was different. He told the truth to be rejected and beaten and killed, like all the other prophets. And yet... He is the only one risen from the dead. Our congregation is filled with people who have been touched by the grace of God. We have overcome our fear, our just prejudice, our shame, and in that we reach out to others. We hear the promise in baptism that we have died with him. And because Christ is raised, we shall be raised too. We are alive, living in the power of grace. Now is the acceptable time, according to Isaiah. Those are the words. And it makes sense. When we are touched by God and we touch others who need to have justice or help, we are changed because we build a relationship with them. And the text ends in this mysterious way. And it says, Jesus passed through the midst of them and went on his way. I remember reading that text as a young person and wondering, how do you get through a crowd of people who are pushing you towards the cliff to throw you over it and you pass through their midst? The message now, I understand, is that the good news is we can't get rid of Jesus easily. He wants to grow and become strong in our lives. 
we will grow in faith. We will continue to grow in faith. We will take that compassion for others and work against prejudice and reach out to all. Living the life of the Spirit can be dangerous because when people are faced with a change in truth, they will react with anger and rage. Anger and rage at their own failure. Anger and rage because the new vision is there. Anger and rage because they cannot let go of Nazareth. We are saved by grace. We need to hear the words of the prophet so we do not turn on him. Amen.